So hi, this is Archana. Uh, I run ArchanaTrades.com. Um, so I'll be going through the butterfly trade. I call myself on Twitter the butterfly queen. I have specialized myself in doing the butterfly options trade. So I would be teaching that. So let's go over that. Um, so first disclaimer, trading is risky. Any setup that we all have been talking about all these three days, um, that's for information and educational purposes only. Um, please take your decision. Money is your risk, your capital. You know, you need to decide how much you can lose. And that's the only capital that you should risk and learn from. Um, now about me, um, I'm a contributor and I run an advanced options discord channel at Laduk Trading. Um, I started Archana Trades a couple of years ago, and I have three offerings. I do Twitter trade alerts, subscription, and options mentoring program. And I write a daily substack called IncomeIndexSubstack.com. So um, I usually do advanced options. I'm selling puts or selling call spreads. Um, of course, I do swing trading with options, buying calls and puts. Um, the index income substack is a daily one where I go through the ES um, pre-market, what it is doing. I take fibs and um, come up with a plan as to now that we have zero DTE, even before we had weeklies, right? So I would come up with a plan where I would think where S&P is not going to go and sell put spreads or call spreads based on whatever is happening that day. Um, and I would come up with a weekly plan before. And we have three indices. We used to have IWM, SPY, you know, QQQ, even those ETFs had weekly before. Then we started having Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we could, I could easily take an SP put spread today. Then I could easily buy um, a QQQ put spread tomorrow, right? And so I would always have an index trade going on for a week. So buy something today, buy IWM tomorrow or sell something in IWM tomorrow. So every day an income index trade I used to do, which would provide some kind of cash flow. So I started writing the Substack last year and it's been going well. Um, and with this zero DTE since last August, it has become even more beneficial because you have no overnight risk. You can decide what S&P is going to do. I'm like, it's not going to go over 4020. Yeah, you can sell a call spread over 4020 um, in S&P, right? 4020, 4025, get 60 cents or 80 cents or $1. And that's your $100 uh, profit for today. Um, you know, even pre-market, you could have anticipated that and uh, still made your cash flow. So that's what is my income index substack. Now, another thing about me, I mean, I started off as a technical trader, did all the candlesticks and everything, learned all the moving averages and everything. Then in 2012, I did an options mentoring course from Dan Sheridan. He's a veteran CBOE market maker. So, you know, market makers and all in SIBO at that time, they used to only use probabilities and they don't look at charts, but they would look at order flow and they would come up with option strategies where 
they are just using probability and the Greeks for their income or for their money making. So I learned to see option Greeks in a different way. I mean, I just don't look at Delta. Um, I am looking at what the volatility is, what the Vega is, how much theta I get for a particular um, option strategy. And I'm using the option strategies and the Greeks to come up with an income kind of trading. I don't need to um, trade all day, even though I sit most of the time near my computer. Uh, but yes, I come up with option strategies that are not uh, designed for you to be on your computer eight hours. So after learning that, I'm like, but I can't forget my line drawing. I I cannot forget moving averages and fibs. So what do I do? So I combined both. So um, rather than just selling a 20 delta or a 30 delta strangle the way I learned uh, with Dan Sheridan at that time, I'm like, okay, why not sell a strangle at a certain fib level that is a support or a resistance? So I combined my technical analysis with those kind of strategies and made it my own. And so those kind of strategies I do and butterfly has been a very good strategy, especially this year with the chop that we've seen in the market. So let's go ahead. Um, the assumptions I am doing that you have some knowledge beyond basic buying calls and buying puts. Uh, having knowledge of what a debit spread and credit spread is helpful. And if you know a little bit about option Greeks is helpful to understand what a butterfly is. Okay, so let's go ahead. So any strategy that you are talking about, right? What is a long call? A long call is you are betting that the stock is gonna go higher and you have the right to buy that stock at that higher price. Short call is you are willing to sell the stock at that price, then a long Put is where you are willing to sell the stock, right? You have the right to sell the stock at a certain price. So when you are doing a long put, you want the stock to go down. When you are short put, you are willing to buy a stock at that price. But then why do I combine all these strategies? I could just bet long, right? Or bet short and make money. Yes, many traders make money that day, that way. I definitely have some string positions that are just long call and long put, no doubt about it. So why combine these different strategies, right? All strategies ultimately combine this. They combine a long call or a short call. You may have one long call, two short calls together. You can combine in any fashion these things, but why do we make it so complex, right? Long call, long put, simple. Why combine them and make it complex? There should be some purpose for it. And the purpose, according to me, is, right, when you are buying a call, you need to be right in the bullish direction. The stock has to go to in your direction, right? But what in this job? It doesn't fall, but it didn't go up either, right? One day it goes up, the next day it doesn't go up. That is what we have been experiencing. So what? I'm like, okay, you can sell a put, right? You are bullish, but by selling a put, now you have reduced. There are three things that can happen in the market, right? It can go up, it can go down, or it can be sideways. 
So when you buy a call, you have to be right in the bullish direction. When you sell a put, now you have increased your probability because it just doesn't need to go down now. It can be sideways, so you will still make money. If it goes up, you will still make money, right? So two out of three possibilities you've taken care of. It just doesn't have to crash and you can still make money by selling puts. But here, the capital requirement is high. So then when you try to reduce the direction attempt, right? When you try to reduce the risk of the direction that you had by just buying call, you increase the capital requirement when selling a put. Now, if you had to come up with a balance as to how much direction risk you need and how much capital requirement you need, you are trying to eliminate that or trying to find a balance to that, then you are combining multiple strategies or you're combining a long call with a short call or something like that, right? So by reducing direction risk, we increase the probability of profit. By reducing capital risk, we are reducing probability of loss. So we can, right? A debit spread does that. You are bullish. You want it to go up or you want it to go down, but then you are limiting the risk by paying little less. You are buying a call and selling a call above that, or you are buying a put and selling a put below that. So even though debit spreads are still directional trades, you are limiting your risk because you paid little, right? You paid less than just a long call. Now, same thing with credit spreads. Credit spreads are non-directional. You are taking some credit because you think that the market is not going to go there. So just by selling puts, you can be non-directional. But when you are selling put and buying a put below that, you are getting some credit. But now your risk is limited because you have not unlimited right risk anymore. The stock doesn't need to go to zero. It, you have limited your buying power reduction. And that's the reason the credit spread is limited profit, non-directional. And it has limited your risk also. So what, right? So this is done here. I've already done that. So now let's see what a butterfly is. A butterfly is a debit spread combined with a credit spread put together. Okay. So it's a lower risk, limited profit trade, lower margin required with probability of profit being higher. Okay. So what is a call butterfly? A call butterfly is one call, one long call, two short calls of the same strike and another long call. So what you are doing is you are buying, say one $100 call, you are selling two $105 call and you are buying $110 call. This is your debit spread this is your credit spread together okay so why do we do these kind of trades what happened so when you buy a debit spread say 100 105 debit spread you would probably pay $1.50 for it okay now for 105 110 they are further out in the curve right the stock price is say 95 and you think it goes to these prices. So you can do this kind of a butterfly. Why am I doing this credit spread? Because you think it's not going there. You may get 
say $1 credit for this. What did I do? I get this. So now I am paying only 50 cents for this trade, right? So when, say, suppose Tesla, you think Tesla goes to 200 again. You can keep scalping on a five-minute chart, or you can think, okay, Tesla has not gone below. Even today, it was below 175, 176. Yesterday, it was at 182, right? Pre-market, it was down. It got bought, right? You think by tomorrow, after non-farm payroll, you think it still goes to 200. If you buy a 185, 190 calls, you are probably paying $3 or something for it. And then you're going to put some stop on it when you're doing options. You're buying a weekly, first of all. So any small movement is going to make your um, premium that you have paid either profitable or loss right away because there's very little time for expiration. Then you are paying $3 or something and a five-minute move down already takes you out and you're stopped out. So by doing something like that, when you do a debit spread, you're paying still a dollar fifty. Why not just pay fifty cents and then you don't have to put a stop at all? Let the trade work. On Friday, if non-farm payroll is good, what happens? Tesla from this one eighty price that it has been toggling around goes to two hundred. You can make nice money, right? So something like that are the trades that butterflies I do with. Let's go ahead and continue. So a long put would be one long put, two short puts of the same strike, and another long put. It's a combination of a debit spread and a credit spread put together. Now, a debit spread you paid for $1.50 and a credit you got for $1. So it's generally a debit trade. Now, of course, let's go ahead and see some examples on it. Okay. First, let's see what the risk profile is. Okay. So when you buy a call, this is the risk graph, right? It goes exponentially up, right? As the stock goes up, your profit goes up. Then you're selling a stock. So when you're selling a call, what happens? You get some credit and that's the max credit that you can receive. As the stock goes up, right? You start losing money on it. So this is together. You are selling two of them and then you're buying a strike even further out. So you bought 100 here. You sold 105 here, you sold 105 here, but you bought 110 here, right? So if you combine these together, you get this kind of a tent. So as long as the price is in between this tent, you will make money. If it goes below this, you lose $50 that you paid. If it goes above this, you lose $50 that you paid. Why is that? Now think about it, okay? Your debit spread, you can make $5 max, your 100 and 105, you can make $5 max. Here on the credit spread, you can lose $5 max, right? So if it goes, everything is in the money, you lose, you made $5, you lose $5, zero, no, but you lose the debit that you paid initially, right? Now, so that's how you look at the put spread to put butterfly, okay? So this is an example that I did this year. I mean, I've done many of them actually, but this is one that I can show you. Now, Tesla on earnings gapped up, okay? It actually had this gap up and still it was within the expected move. The next day it gapped up. Now it's at 180, right? The logical thing is, okay, it's going to come to this uh, price, right? It can come to this price at around 200. 
this is my fib level yeah it can come to this 200 easily right and this was a tuesday or a wednesday whenever that was its earnings by friday why can't it go there it can easily go there right so why not just you try to chase here but it's already had so much it went from 140 to 180 already and we are not in 2020 where we have unlimited number of updates so it could easily pull back why because we are already overbought here so it could pull back then you're losing money then it could again come up how many trades are you going to take right just take a butterfly here for 200 for a pin and let's see how it worked this is an actual trade that i took in my account okay so okay so rather than just buying this 200 call and get chopped up or scalping i decided to do a butterfly so i bought a 190 200 debit spread sold a 200 210 call credit spread to make it a 190 200 210 call butterfly i paid $1.39 for this debit I took this trade on 2-2-2023. Okay, you can see this. Now, if I had just bought in a debit spread, 190-200 debit spread, I had to buy it for $3.70. When it's a $10 wide debit spread. So the max I can make is $10, right? Even if it goes to 210 or goes to 250, the most I can make over here is the $10 width that is there minus the $3.70 that I paid for it. So the max I can make it is $6.20, that too on expiration. So if it goes to 2.10, right? My expiration is 2.10. My expiration is 2.10, 2023. So even if it went on 2.3, right? On 3rd February, it goes to 2.10. I'm not going to be able to make 6.20 because it's a debit spread. You have bought this. This has been rising, but you sold this on 2-2. So you are losing money here, right? The difference, you get the max profit of $6.30. My math is wrong here. So $6.30, the max that you can make here, you will be able to make this only on expiration, correct? So you are risking $3.70 to make $6.30. Is that a good risk reward? you would want to have risk one to make three, correct? So a debit spread is not how I trade Tesla or any of those big momentum ones. I, of course, if you're scalping, yes, buy uh, a call at 8.30 in the morning and get out at 8.45, yes. Then you are just buying a call or you're just buying a put. But if you are trying to um, do a multiple day trade, especially in the environment that we are in, um, a debit spread is probably not the right kind of trade. Calls are definitely, calls and puts are definitely not making money. Half of the day, nothing works. And then half of the day it works. Um, people are getting chopped up. So, but debit spread is not the right kind of trade when we are still chopping. You get the move in your direction. You are right. Your analysis was right. But it moves up. Your 370 would probably be 440 and you're risking 370 you made only for 70 dollars yet and then in the next one hour jay paul says something and tesla goes down and you've lost your money right so why not give your thesis some time to play out sell something against it which is what i did right i sold a credit spread one 
200 to 10 and I got some credit and my total trade now was only $1.39. Now, when you do a debit spread, what happens, right? You did a debit spread from 190 to 200 debit spread and you don't do anything with it. You leave it till expiration. Your break-even point is 193.70. Why? Because you paid $3.70 debit. So you have to add that to make it your break-even point. So it has to be above 193.70 on expiration day, right? For you to make some money. This is, we are talking about expiration date, right? Not before that. Before that, yes, if it goes above, you're going to make some money, but you're not going to make the max $6.30. Now, by selling the 200 to 10 and paying only $1.39, right? Now, my break-even point is not 193.70. It's 191.39 because I just paid that. I need on expiration day for Tesla to be above 199.39 to be able to make some money, okay? So, I reduced my risk because I paid little, right? I paid only $1.39. Now, a company like Tesla that has such big momentum, it is usually volatile. That means you're paying higher premium for it. So even say you buy something for $3 or $4, right? A call, you may say you want to put 25% or 50% stop loss on it, which is around $130, $150 anyways, correct? And then if for one small news, you get stopped out and then again, the trade goes in your direction, you are sitting with no trade so butterfly can be a trade where you are reducing your risk paying little which means you don't need to have a stop anymore and you can let it play right that was your stop anyways so pay as much whatever stop you want that's how you can configure your butterfly and then you don't need to put a stop but not only i have reduced my risk by paying less what else have i done i have brought my break even point down I don't now need, so if you are buying a 190 call on Tesla for $4, just a call, okay? I'm just giving random example for just a call and you do nothing on expiration day, your break-even point is 194. It has to be about 194 for you to make some money. I'm not talking about five minutes scalping here. I'm talking about the day of expiration, okay? But by doing debit spread, now you paid only 370 so you've reduced that right you've reduced your risk and now you need it to be about 193.70 next by doing a butterfly i reduced it even further so i need a smaller move in tesla to be profitable and i paid little for it i don't need to put any stop anymore what else do you want in a trade <laughs> right let's go ahead so i've told all this already so if what if it goes above 210 if it goes above 210 my 190 200 debit spread is ten dollars my 200 to 10 credit spread is all losing ten dollars so i lose only one dollar 39 cents the debit that i paid but because everything is in the money all the legs are in the money on expiration i can be assigned or exercised right those things anything in the money can get assigned right so to avoid that you just need to close it before friday's expiration before friday closes 
how you can close that you may have to pay five dollars you know five cents debit to get out of the trade but that means at the most if that is how you want to leave right that is how ha it happens at the most one dollar 45 cents is the most that i lose five dollars more right for that trade that's all that i can lose there is no margin requirement or anything why because i did a ten dollar debit spread and a ten dollar credit spread both are same so there is no buying power reduction there is no margin there is nothing yes you can have you can constitute this butterfly ultimately it's a debit spread and a credit spread together if you think of it i can have a 20 dollar wide debit spread and a 10 dollar wide credit spread what did i do here this is bigger debit spread is bigger so i'll be paying more credit spread is just reducing my cost basis for my debit spread but then now 20 minus 10 i can make at the most 10 dollars okay debit spread is bigger than credit spread so no buying power reduction you are not using any margin it's just a bigger tent right it's just a bigger tent but this area is bigger than this area my drawing is not good but it's going to be something like this where your tent on the debit sp spread is bigger than the tent on the credits right okay you can make 20 here lose 10 here if it goes further you will still be able to make money okay so that's how you can configure a directional bullish butterfly or a directional bearish butterfly by having your debit side bigger than your credit side now you can also do something like this okay 200 is a big resistance i don't think it goes above 200 so you could do one right you could do 190 200 debit spread but then you could do 200 220 credit spread right you have ten dollars here but twenty dollars credit spread now you can get a credit for this trade but because your debit spread is only ten dollars and credit spread is twenty dollars right you will need 20 minus 10 you will need thousand dollars margin for this trade but if it goes to 200 and pins it right you got a credit for this trade now yes you put two thousand you put a thousand dollar margin here but if it comes to 200 you are making money if it goes above yes you'll start losing money but if it goes down also you don't make lose anything because for this you are getting a credit for this trade so there are so many permutation combinations that you can do with this you can have one debit spread two credit spreads together and make it a different kind of a butterfly right you can make it a broken wing butterfly you can make an unbalanced butterfly there are so many ways you can configure this but if you know the underlying what you are doing is there is one debit there is a debit component and there is a credit component and you're looking for a pin there where you're looking for some kind of a place where your credit side is going to be beneficial but you still think it comes towards there okay so you everybody is a technical trader that i know of right you know the resistances you know the support you know it can go there come back come back down right why not use this as the center it is possible right now you could do it over here if you don't want to risk it but why not pin it for this place you think it's going there but you know it's going to get rejected here so 
And before you had only monthly options. So then it would go here, come down and keep going up. Now you have zero DTs. And with zero DTs, what happens? You don't have overnight risk, first of all. Another thing, the credit, right? Credit side needs to expand. You need the premium to decay faster on the credit side to be able to make money. And because you are doing weekly trades here or daily trades here in butterflies, the credit side expands very fast. The premium you are getting very fast. And it is a nice trade to do where you don't have to risk a lot of money. So let's see what happened. Okay. On this is again a typo. It was a February 10th date, right? On February 10th, the stock was at around 196 something. And I was able to sell it for $6.16. So now you think, okay, it chopped multiple days. Tesla chopped for multiple days, okay? But ultimately, 210, which was the weekly expiration, it came to 196 something and I was able to get for 616. I paid only $1.39 for it. I had almost five times my money, okay? Risk reward was good, okay? If I had done a debit spread, I would have not made this much money because if I paid for that 190, 200, I told you that the debit spread at that time was $3.70. So at 196 on expiration day, the most I could have made was how much? Six minus 370 is $4. No, $2.30. So I risked more and made less. Here I risked less made more okay so you now you can see why a butterfly trade is you can make five times to ten times money if you are right and if you are wrong yes you lose money but you lose i don't do butterflies more than a dollar or two dollars so i'm risking two dollars max two hundred dollars per contract i'm not losing more than that okay now next what are the ideal conditions for doing a butterfly you need high IV, okay? Think about it last year, the amount of IV we had, you know, we had 25 was the median IV, average IV for the entire year, okay? You need high IV. Why do you need high IV for this? Because you have a credit component. The more you can collect, the less you pay on the debit side, right? And you have to realize you're buying and selling different strikes, right? This is your option chain. You're buying here, you're selling here, you're buying here. So you're, the, the difference in IV is there on each strike also, right? The closer you are to being in the money, there is less IV. And this father one is also having lesser IV. So you're buying less, but closer to in the money when you are where you are selling, that has the highest IV, right? If you look at this is the bell curve, right? Of So he, when you're looking at deltas also, when you're really close to in the money, you have lesser uh, IV. Out, when you're way far out of the money, you have lesser IV. In the middle, you have high IV. So you are selling higher IV, okay? Even from option Greek's perspective, you are selling a higher IV where you're selling two of them, okay? So you need higher IV. Plus you're selling with based on options Greeks, you're selling a higher IV, getting more, okay? You need a shorter duration because you need the credit to 
evaporate faster. So I do one week, two weeks. I don't do anything more than two weeks um, because then you're just waiting. And then you're just, that's, if I do anything more than two weeks, it's just a lotto hedge. Okay. So right now I have a April and a May SPY put butterflies just in case something happens. But those is just for just in case. But when I'm doing directional butterflies, I'm not doing for, I'm doing either zero DT, one DT, one week, at the most two weeks, not more than that. Okay. Now, uh, why do we need that? First of all, you don't know how many, you know, Tesla can be 250 in by end of the year. So are you going to do a butterfly till end of the year and keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this entire nine months? No. So there's no point doing that kind of trade far out. Then you're going for leap calls. Then you're going for swing calls. The butterfly trade is just meant for short duration. Okay. Another place where butterfly trades shines a lot is earnings, right? Earnings, you don't know where it is going to go. It's uncertain. Because of the uncertainty, there is high IV, right? You can have 50 points up, 50 points down in Netflix, right? Last year, you had 25% down. So because of that uncertainty, IV is already jacked up. Options, if you buy for earnings, you are buying very expensive options. And if you don't get move above the expected move, then you're losing money, even though your direction is correct. There is going to be, after the event, there is going to be collapse in volatility. So because of that, you are going to, you sold something, right? You are selling a credit spread that itself suddenly, and you sold high IV. When, when things are, think about it, say SPY, you buy a 402, 405, right? 408, right? When IV is high, the difference between 402 and 405 calls is very little. If you look at it, you can look at the option chain when the market is tanking, right? When the market is falling, you look at 398 SPY, 396 SPY or 394 SPY, right? The difference between these, right? What you are going to pay, suppose you're paying here, say $3, here you'll pay $2.80 and here you'll pay $2.50. The difference between them is very little because the IV keeps rising, the stock, uh, the option price keeps rising, but the difference, think about it, the delta is what happens over here when you're doing, when the market is falling or when the market is rising, the strike price, right? The, the premium, you're thinking about the premium here, right? Is based on the deltas. When market is moving, a 35 delta and a 32 delta, right? Over here, I'm just giving examples. Okay, when it starts falling, what happens? The 35 delta can become 45 delta very quickly, but this 32 delta also can become 42 delta very quickly because IV is increasing and things are falling, right? So at that time, the delta moves very fast because the gamma rate at which delta is changing also moves very fast. So the gamma affects the delta. And because the delta can rise so quickly in an environment like this, when IV is high, the premiums are almost the same. So you can do a butterfly very cheaply. And if it comes in between your strikes, you, uh, you can make more than 20 
20 times the money, right? That is the reason you are looking for high IV in earnings. So let's say in Tesla, you expect a $30, $35 move. Let's make, let make it easy, $50 move, okay? Just for the sake of it. Now, can it make up? Can it go down? Yes, you don't know which direction. So you can have at the expected move, a pinning butterfly here, buy it for a dollar. And for at the down, you know, $50 down from the current price, you can buy another here for say another dollar. So you are spending $2. And if it comes within the expected move over here, your this dollar can probably become $5 or $10, depending on how wide the butterfly you made. Okay, this you will lose, but this will cover for both, right? So butterfly trades are very good for earnings where you don't know which direction. If you want, you are bullish on Tesla. Don't do this side. Just do this side for a dollar. And if it doesn't work, you've lost a dollar. But otherwise, you can make $5 if it pins at that same price you can make a lot more, okay? So I actually did Tesla butterfly for earnings, call butterfly, and I made money, okay? Now, when you talk about these round numbers, pinning butterflies, right? You can see what happens because of the gamma squeezes that we have on the downside or the upside, okay? We tend to gravitate towards the 40-50 mark. We tend to gravitate towards the 4,000 mark on SPX especially look for it on Fridays. That's what is happening, right? Then you're trying to get to that 39.50 mark on Fridays. It is all based on options, actually. How many options are being traded there and how much open interest is left there? That's where the price is getting pulled. And if you are aware of those kind of open interest, you know how to read the open interest, how much it is, where the gamma is getting collected, then you can have a pinning butterfly and you can make money there. So butterfly trades can be done as a speculation for direction. It can help you reduce your um, debit, which means it reduces your risk. You can do it for earnings trade without losing your shirt on it. You can even use the gamma and these squeezes to your benefit when we are talking about SPX pinning right? You can see for almost a week, we were stuck at the 39.50. I had a butterfly that I sold too early, but if I had not, I had paid less than a dollar. I could have made $20 on it, okay? That kind of opportunity, you do not get in any other trade, any other trade strategy, and where you have the gift of time too, right? If you think non-farm payroll, is going to be good, okay? And because of that, Fed is going to increase 50 basis point. And you think we get to 3,900. You can have a 3,900 pinning butterfly. You can do a 3,920, 3,900, 3,880 butterfly for less than $1 or $2, okay? A $20 butterfly I have done for usually $1.50 or at the most $2. If you do for a $2 butterfly, you are losing $200. Yes, if it go, if we go higher. But if we come to that 3900 and pin there because market doesn't want to give up the 3900 yet, then you can make $20 there. Yeah, and that's the reason sometimes on Fridays when you're doing the pinning butterfly, you are doing it as a lotto trade. That means you're willing to lose the 200 
But if it works, you're making a 220x, right? You can make 200 become 2000. That's the reason I call it a lottery trade, a lotto lot trade. But before, it used to be very difficult because you could have the move earlier than when your expiration is. But now with zero DT and expirations every day, you can have, you don't need to do zero DT. You can have a midweek, a Wednesday butterfly and a Friday butterfly, right? It has been working really well. And I don't need to be worrying about every tick that happens and everybody that say, you know, any small news, what it does. The chart pattern tells you that we are, the chart pattern and the sentiment, everything is telling you that we are bearish. And then, but the move doesn't happen at the speed at which you would like because there is so much chop, because there are so many options being traded in between. I can give myself the gift of time of a few days, right? I can do it from yesterday to today. It's still gift of time because I know people and traders scalping on a one minute and a five minute chart. I'm not doing that. I'm giving myself a two day gift of time and I'm not spending a lot of money either, okay? So let's go ahead and look at the zero DTs that I've been talking about, okay? So I talked about all these things. So this is the SPX chart of 21st February, 2023, right? It was at this 4,000. And this is the downtrend line from all-time highs that has been coming down, right? So you're like, okay, it can come and test this downtrend line, right? By this Friday, this was midweek. 21st February was, I think, a Tuesday or a Wednesday, whatever, right? It was midweek and you're saying, okay, this was a big down day. Sentiment has changed. All the moving averages have crossed over down. I am reading normal chart pattern, technical analysis, okay? All the moving averages have turned down. It's broken a big pink line of mine, which is the 233-day moving average. 233-day, why I look at is because it's a FIB number, 233, and that's the closest number to 252 working days that we have, trading days that we have in a year. So that's just me, okay? But it has done all these things. It closed, you know, this was a hammer, which means hammer on a support, which means you're supposed to go up, but it did the opposite, gap down and came down. So here is the day when sentiment changed. You can easily say, okay, in the next two days, it can come to this 39.40, 39.50, right? Why not have a butterfly here? An SPX trade, SPX premiums are really high because you're talking about the whole big product. Those you are, if you're buying in the money, um, put, you are spending $5,000 or so, right? I am not doing that, okay? So on Tuesday, the 21st, you're thinking it can go test the downtrend line. So I did a 39.80, 39.60, 39.40 put butterfly for $1. Five cents debit for Friday expiration. Okay. I've got filled at $5.50. I'm like, that is 224 is actually the expiration date. Okay. I was able to fill it for $5.50 profit. If I actually held it through expiration, because SPX is cash settled. Okay. So no assignment risk, no exercise risk, nothing. It's just cash settled. Whatever profit you have, whatever loss you have, that just gets deposited or deducted from your account, okay? So nothing to do there. I didn't. If I had not closed it before, 
because I was seeing some movement and it was trying to go up. I'm like, I'll lose my money. So I got my profit out. I was done. But if I had not closed the entire, the way it closed at, right? We closed at 39.704. Okay. So I could have actually gotten a $10.75 profit total. I paid how much for it? Okay. I forgot how much I, yeah, I paid $1.50 for it. Okay. I paid $1.50 for it and I could have closed it for $10.75. So I would have made more than $9 profit by risking only $1.50. I did technical analysis like everyone does. I just used shorter dated options and the strategy called butterfly to be able to make this kind of, and I didn't have to do anything for the next two days, right? I bought it on 21st. I waited till 24th. Actually, on 22nd and 23rd, it went up. Then it came down. It can have whatever it wants to do in the middle, but it was a logical trade. Even normal, technically, you would have done the same thing, right? You would expect this to test it here. But after this big down day, you could expect it to go up a little bit or you would expect it to directly fall down, right? So Wednesday could be an inside day, Thursday fall. That's one possibility. A second possibility is Wednesday, it would just fall right away and hit here. Either way, you don't care. You're talking about it for Friday. And if it would have done this, if it would have come directly over here on Wednesday, yes, my $1.50 would have probably been $3 or $3.50. It would have not been $5.50 or $10.75 that I'm talking about. I would have still made some money, right? If it would have gone down to this 3900 I would have lost how much? I would have lost something because everything would have been in the money. If, if we had a big down day, right? But you're, you're realizing, why would I let it to come to 3900 Mine was 3940 Before it gets there, I would have had some profit to get out of it, okay? So I'm not letting all the strikes get in the money, first of all. I would have taken some smaller profit, even if it was 50 cents profit, $1 profit, I would have taken something and not let it go through that. But then what? You know, it can come to this 3900 bounce back, wait for it to get out. All these possibilities are there because you have a Friday expiration. You are not having, you're not scalping here. You're not doing a day trade where you have to uh, look at the five minute chart. Okay. So that's the butterflies kind of trades that can be done. Um, right now, think of it as we talked about butterflies as directional trades. We talked about butterflies being an earnings trade. We talked about butterflies being a pinning kind of a trade. Think about butterflies being as a cheap hedge. Okay. Now, what if the jobs number and the CPI are not good and market wants to go below 3,900, which has been support for all this time? I currently have a 3,900, 3,850, 3,800, $50 wide put butterfly. Okay. So it has a $50 debit and a $50 wide credit. So I am controlling 100 points. Yeah, I'll be done. I am controlling 100 points of SMPX move, SPX move. Okay. And I have paid only $3.30 for this. Okay. If it does not go down, I will. I'm already profitable in this trade, okay? Because the market is still close to 3950, right? And I this is expiration for next week, March 17th. 
March 17th expiration. So I paid $3.30 for it. I am already profitable around 60, 70 bucks. I can get out of it. No harm, no foul. I made some money. But imagine this is a hedge for $3.30. That keeps me in my swing longs. Think of it that way. By having a small $300 hedge, I can keep taking my longs if there are there because I know I have protected myself. Okay. I have an April month, the 385, 380, 375 SP5 hedge for 18 cents. I paid 18 cents for it, which means you're talking about $18. Now paying $18, I have control because this is SPY, which is one tenth of SPX. I have control over 100 points of move by paying only $18 for it. Okay. So you can look at butterflies as directional trades. You can look at butterfly as a pinning play. You can look at butterflies as earnings plays. You can look at butterfly as cheap hedge. It is versatile. Um, and there are many uses of it and many ways to play it. That's all I wanted to talk about butterflies. Um, if you want to learn these kind of option trades, you can go to archanatrades.com and um, I do options mentoring. Um, so you can take the coupon women20 for any of the products that I do, uh, trade alerts, um, Twitter trade alerts or options mentoring. Um, that's the coupon if you have any course. So there are two uh, substacks. I talked about the income uh, index income substack.com. Another one is more of a swing trade kind of uh, more fundamental and then technical swing trading sector rotation kind of substack that I write is monitive.substack.com. That's along with my friend and partner. So these are the things that I do. And I'm thanking, you know, thanks to Anka and Timing Research team for letting me present today. And thank you all for attending.